0: welcome back to the master of none podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day nothing is off the table the intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining so sit back relax and listen and enjoy the show so i want to start off first by saying that i've been getting a lot more listeners in downloads lately and it's been a while since i said this but the intention of this podcast, like the intro, is to master the short form podcast, but also I've been posting a podcast for 365 days and I'm on day 290. So this is an experiment to see if you are solely consistent in one thing, does it provide you the ability to be financially independent and what is what is the results of it? So when I'm talking about this stuff, I'm finding topics every day, I'm really trying to better understand the podcasting approach i'm trying to understand the content approach and i'm trying to get better at it as well so please keep that in mind you know this 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 whole experiment is something and the date i'm going for is august 6 but so far it's been great so i'm gonna go ahead and get in the topic for this evening but i just want to thank you guys for listening show support please follow on spotify um always be checking if there's polls on spotify if need be and also Go find me on uh Instagram. Give me a follow on Instagram at the Master of None. This has been a phenomenal experience. I've enjoyed every aspect of it and I'm really loving to see all the positive um aspects of it. So please go listen, go follow, and enjoy the podcast. Imagine you get a call. Your nana or your grandma has just had a situation or an altercation with the police where she was potentially holding a knife towards the cops, and as a result of it, she was tased. On this podcast today, we are going to be talking about the shock heard around the world. Yes, thank you. I came up with that joke myself. So today we're going to begin to this podcast as we talk about a situation that happened in Australia that is quite strange. One that requires um, a podcast about it. So let's get into it. Alright, so this is according to the BBC, and this will be the, the site of source I'll be using for this podcast. Um, first of all, getting into, an elderly Australian woman with dementia was in a hospital and had life-threatening injuries on as a result of being tased by the police at a care home. I mean... I can't even, like, when I read this headline, I'm like, what is going on in Australia? You know, it said, officers were called to Yamalbi y- y- Lodge in Kuma in New South Wales after being reported that a 95-year-old woman, Claire Norlin, was carrying a knife. But then she was like, no, that's a knife, right? Right, anyways, so... Earlier in the morning, the incident has sparked off outcry over the advocates saying there was a disproportionate response. The New Wales police chief said that an investigation is underway and has found that there, she was actually armed with a steak knife at the care home, which is in the town of Kuma, which is about 170 miles away from Cambria in the early hours of Wednesday. Assistant police commissioner, commissioner peter cotter told media on friday two officers <laughs> what there's two oh my gosh all right i'm gonna try to get through this two officers carried home staff tried to de-escalate the situation before she was beginning approaching police it's fair to say at a slow pace oh god okay so you're telling me that there's a 95 year old woman approaching you at a slow pace with a knife and you're really that worried. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, when you read look at the story, you're like, what? Okay, anyways, I'll keep reading. And was tased. She had walked... She had a walking... She had a walking frame. or So she had a walker, and she was walking towards the police. But she had a knife, and as a result of it, she was tased. I mean, could you imagine... Like, you're a police officer, and there's an older, elderly woman walking towards you with a walker, with a knife, so as a result of it, you tase her? Like, I don't know what to think of this. Alright, so I'm going to keep reading. Family, friend, and intent claim that Norlin was struck twice in the chest and the back before she fell, suffering a fractured skull. Oh, that's sad. And a serious brain bleed. Oh my goodness. Her family was already grieving as they did not expect her to survive. He told BBC News, "The family are shocked that they're confused, and the community is outraged. So how can this happen? How do you explain this level of force? It's absurd." Mr. Thogg described Norland in, in a in a, a great service community and a church founder. So she appeared on the so I guess she appeared on the TV back in 2008 when she was. 80 years old and she was skydiving the community girl and the civil group so essentially that's the story so it's like really crazy to really break this down on a multitude of levels first of all you know when we look at different situations and how we use force and how we don't use force it's really important to understand that whenever you're in a situation like this it's like really hard to expect what's going on but I think probably 98% of the world can attest that if a 95-year-old woman was coming at them with a on a walker with a knife, the last thing you would ever want to do is to use deadly force on them, or in this case, tase them. It's like, how hard would it be to take a knife away from an elderly woman? And another thing is, that as a result of this, the police, the cop who actually did it, has been suspended. So... It's really hard to say if she's going to recover, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, when you look at this story, it's just... I, I can't imagine being an officer on the law and using that kind of deadly force. So, kind of with within this, I, I have a multitude of stories I'm going to go through. With it being Saturday, sometimes it is so daggum difficult to come up with topics for podcasts. So, if you guys... Please go follow me on Instagram and just send me topic ideas... If you could send me topic ideas, we could build a community of topics that would be wonderful for me. Because usually, generally, whenever I'm like creating a podcast like this, it takes me a while to sort through articles and read certain things. And you're probably like, wow, this is all you got is an elderly woman being tased. And I get it. okay, But I got some other stuff for you. So this is actually a real life account of something that happened to me. So we're going to do something different. I want you guys to imagine you're in France, you're enjoying your croissant as you walk in the Louvre, and you're just enjoying the situation, the weather is nice, a cloudy overcast day, you're walking, you see merchants on the street, alright, and as a result of seeing those merchants, they are selling things, you know, your normal trinkets, Eiffel Tower, golden, I love France, t-shirts, pins, things of this nature the gentlemen are nice, and you're talking, communicating, and you're talking with them. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they scoop up their trinkets. And their trinkets are actually cleverly wrapped in a cloth. And they take them, and they wrap them up, and they run away. And you think to yourself, huh, I wonder what's going on. Because it's really strange that they would have been selling this kind of stuff in this way. Because you think, you know, whenever you go somewhere... As a tourist, you're like, okay. So you keep walking. And at the corner of your eye, you see a little Frenchman on a speeding to the crime. And that is, in fact, the zero crime policy unit of the French rollerbladers. That is a true story, and I experienced that firsthand. And I really thought to myself, how efficient are cops on rollerblades? And let me tell you, I'm still not sure, but I got a story for you. So essentially what's happening now is that France has rollerblade police, so does Pakistan, and it's something I find to be quite strange because the joke is if they were chasing you, couldn't you just run through a field? Um, and whenever you kind of look at these situations with with the French rollerblade police, it's kind of coming into this policy of... Our, um, arching in for the 2024 Olympics that are going to be happening in Paris France. Okay. And this will be a zero crime um, Olympics is essentially what they're saying. So one of their focal points for this, whenever they are going through the process is in fact, the roller police of France. Now, when you see them, you're probably thinking, you know, what kind of gear do they have? And mind you, it was really crazy to see how quickly it happened. So, to the French police's credibility, they were moving through Paris pretty quick to find the the, per, the perpetrators who were selling goods. But that's essentially what they do is they're patrolling the Louvre nonstop. And I watched a way too long video on it, and the guy was really trying to sell the fact of being a roller rollerblade cop, but these people are on rollerblades for eight hours patrolling the streets. I mean, could you imagine doing that eight hours a day? That'd be pretty intense work, but it would be, I guess it would be pretty fun. It'd probably be more fun than being in a patrol car, but usually you can spot them. Like when, if you're walking around Notre Dame, the Louvre or the hotel villa, that's really the areas they're patrolling. And they're kind of focusing more on the implementation of protecting tourists sales and stopping the purchasing of water bottles. But with that being said, I mean, there's pro- there's approximately about 35,000 police officers that are um, patrolling on average. So whenever we see it, though, like, and I could tell, like, Paris is really starting to hike up their security capabilities for the Olympics. And it's something that's going to be pretty interesting to see, right? So then I kind of get into it, but I think from there, probably... I just wanted to share some crazy stories. The first one is tragic and sad and quite strange that you would have a situation where you have a 95-year-old woman being tased in a walker with a knife at an old folks home. I just think when you hear that, you're like, what is going on? And then the next police story I had that was kind of strange that was rolling around in my head as a rep is the simple fact of seeing police officers on rollerblades and being like, that is kind of French in a weird way but if you see it too they've implemented it in Pakistan and other countries but they still have firearms and I think actually Colombia has them as well and I think probably from a standpoint of it though like you watch a video and in the video I was watching they were talking about it and one guy was driving on a scooter and I guess the three police officers on rollerblade stopped them because generally Whenever you are a rollerblade cop in France, you always patrol in groups of three, which makes sense because if you were in a group of one, it's like that would be so dangerous. And a guy is driving a scooter. The rollerblade police stop them and they issue him a ticket for 95 pounds, which is like a hundred dollars, which mind you, like, could you imagine how embarrassing it would be to get a ticket from a rollerblade cop? I mean, I would be like, are you serious right now? You know, how is this even possible? But. If you go to France, you'll see the rollerblade cops and it's it's I never have any seen anything like it. Like, I don't think you would ever see rollerblade cops in New York. Like, I just don't know if that would ever be a thing like this. And it's like, I don't even know. But in their defense, like if you were roll, rollerblading all day and like arresting people, it'd be pretty interesting scenario to like be in. And they say they go up to 40 kilometers. So keep that in mind. But, all in all, you know, out there protecting and serving on their rollerblades. So, that's going to be a short one tonight. I really like, I mean, I might go a little bit further, but sometimes probably podcasting daily this week has been really tricky to find stories that land or have resonance or resonate. Because, man, it's probably, I'm hitting a little bit of a wall within this last week of finding really, really good stories. And what's so crazy is like you look at what you present out as a daily podcast and you try to entertain and inform, which is kind of what I talk about. But I think sometimes it's a little bit more trickier having those consistent abilities and research to even talk about something for 15 minutes. So one thing I'll really be kind of gearing on tomorrow for the Mastercast is talking about the importance of creating your consistent habits. And it's something I think is really, really relevant for moving forward. And I think what I'm going to probably do now on is create Google searches um, in order to set up the ability to have consistent stories that work. But like another thing, like whenever I was in uh, Paris, I think probably one of the more interesting things is as a result of like learning Chinese and speaking Chinese, whenever you go into restaurants, in Paris. Like a lot of them are, or if you go into any Asian restaurants, surprisingly, a lot of them are run by Chinese. So there's a situation where my Chinese was more useful than any of my French because I cannot speak any French. And it's a very difficult language to learn. But all in all, it's one of those situations where you got to put yourself out there and go through the motions. And going back to this story in Australia, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to that family. You know, we'll see what happens with the cop. But I still cannot imagine a situation like this, you know, one that is just very, very sad. So thank you guys so much for listening um, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.